0: Today, we launched our Saturday Contemporary Service. And, uh, you know, it's being led by our brother, Sean Um, He uh, has oversight over the service. He organizes the core team, and, you know, he helps direct the service. But I want to say something about him before he comes to the pulpit, which may uh, well embarrass him. (laughs) You know, uh, he stepped up uh, when Pastor Andrew left the church, and uh, we needed someone to oversee the youth ministry and uh, I spoke with him because he was already a leader in the youth ministry. Would you mind uh, covering duty for the time being? And he said, yes, sure, pastor. And he was doing such a good job. I found it very hard to replace him because I can't find anyone of his caliber (laughs) to take over as youth pastor. I'm sure there may be people out there, but right now none are available. But nonetheless, you know, I've been very impressed with him. I'd love to say, you know, he reminds me of myself at his age, but Uh, Nothing could be further from the truth. I think he surpassed where I was at his age when I started out as a youth pastor, about the same age he is today. And um, uh, I've heard him uh, preach several times, and I can see the growth and the trajectory. And we give thanks to God for people like him, uh, people who have also availed themselves, who've come on board. We give thanks for Evangeline, Ravi. Uh, now Edmund has joined staff as well, and also for many of you who have been serving through uh, um, as volunteers as Charnel does, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful for that. I think this is uh, God's gift to us as a church, that He's gifted our people with uh, tremendous uh, levels of, of, of giftings and talents and abilities. And so, you know, uh, without I don't want to blow him up too much, otherwise he feels too intimidated, but <laughs> I want to say this, because I think it, it stands uh, being said, that you know we give thanks to God, let's uh, give him our support and our, uh, our love, as he continues to lead this Saturday service, as we believe, you know we were blessed that there were some, uh, actually some um, visitors that did come, we um, uh, had full uh, uh, booking, for 50 because it's an unvaccinated service so we can limit it only to 50 persons and all the tickets were taken up uh, long before we got to saturday itself and that's a good sign and we praise god we see this uh, place is starting to fill up and i'm glad that you're all back but let's continue to uh, um, support the work that's being done and trust that the lord and pray for the lord to continue to do his work in and through us so without further ado and sorry for taking some of your time let's uh, open the time for him to share with us from god's word
1: Hi everybody, thanks for the kind words, Pastor. Truly a privilege to serve the Lord in His house, uh, regardless of size of the church or number of people. I think uh, one sermon stood out to me. I think was preached by Pastor Evangeline. She said, "We are all entrusted with the gospel, and uh, it's actually our joy and our duty to hand it down to the next generation, and that keeps me going uh, to 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 see people encounter God and and." you know, see him in his own way grow and be transformed. Uh, so yes, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for this privilege to serve God. And I'm sure many of us who serve God, worship Him and all this, you are enjoying as you serve, right? Yeah, like it gets a bit tiring sometimes. But that aside, I mean, the, the fulfillment comes. Uh, I also think when we meet Jesus in heaven, He's going to say, thank you, well done, good job. I think I'm looking forward to that. Amen. Yeah, praise God. Okay, so yesterday... Oh, that's my, my slide for the... Okay, anyway, yesterday was the launch service, so I praise God for a really good uh, launch, couple of months of preparation and stuff. Uh, we set out earlier this year, you know, um, tried to launch in May, kind of failed because of the heightened alert, and then we tried again in July. So finally, we made it there yesterday, uh, 11th of September, a very nice date. Um, you know, and I, I really believe very strongly in my heart because um, that... This service is really blessed by the Lord. I think the vision was given to pastor. We sat down, uh, I think, sometime in 2019, if I'm not wrong. And he said, you know, hey, we're going to try and start this Saturday service. And uh, I think it's definitely been the vision of our church, our pastor and leaders, that people from all walks of life, right, whether regardless of age, background, um, or, or whatever, you know, whoever you are, you know, can come to encounter our Good Shepherd Jesus Christ, and I believe strongly in my heart for every service, not just Saturday, okay, also on Sunday, and especially for all of us here today, uh, whether you've been a member for a long time or you're visiting, I I, I I, believe that you will always have a special encounter with Jesus, okay, praise God. So today I have um, actually titled this, I mean, we read from Psalm 23, okay, it is actually a poem or a song um, that many of us are already familiar with. And I thought, you know what, better way to start off yesterday is actually our, I mean this chapter of our church's history uh, than to speak directly about the Good Shepherd. Alright, so I tried this joke yesterday. Let's see if we can do it here today. Alright, so to begin, I would like to ask you, what sound does a sheep make? a uh, hey, Good. Yesterday I, had, so I heard some feedback. People said, meh. And uh, one of our members was telling me, no, sheep make ba. Okay, anyway, so I, I didn't really hear their response. Sorry, guys. Okay, very good. You are ready to dive into this beloved psalm about a sheep shepherd relationship. Haha. Or should I say ba ba? I can't believe Pastor is laughing again. <laughs> okay, jokes aside. In order to uh, appreciate this message, okay, we need to see things through the eyes of a sheep. So, hence my title, Just Be a Sheep. So, before going into the details, okay, um, Psalms, for those that are not familiar, are written in the form of what we know as poetry, okay, poetry. So, this poem, okay, to spare you all much of the details and technicalities of literature, this poem, all we need to know is that there are two main characters, okay. The first character is the sheep, which is represents all of us, right, the readers. And the shepherd is the second character, and this is none other than our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, okay? And so the main focus of this psalm is, of course, the shepherd, right? This was written as a tribute to the characteristics of Jesus, which is, um, which is captured and by describing the sheep-shepherd relationship, okay? So the writer of this psalm, just some background before we begin, is this guy called King David, all right? And he was a true blue shepherd. He grew up taking care of sheep. And that was his job as a teenager before he eventually uh, got anointed as king. Therefore, he knows exactly what is required right, to adequately take care of sheep. He knows the demands, the responsibilities, challenges, the needs of the sheep, and the bravery required to do a good job. A good job, okay? So what is written in this next six verses is not simply a random compilation of thoughts. Okay, each phrase was chosen intentionally and drawn from a very deep, personal, first-hand life experience in order to highlight and intimately reflect who God is to him. Alright? Talking about the writer of this psalm, King David. Okay. So as we dive into the words, we begin to see the beauty of Jesus through the eyes of a shepherd-turned king. Right? So if you follow, I, I would like to share with you. Three images of Jesus the shepherd. Number one, a picture of provision. Number two, a picture of protection. And number three, a picture of promise. All right. Number one, picture of provision. We'll go down line by line. All right. So just follow me on this. The psalm starts with this The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. All right. In other versions, it says, I shall not lack. Now, this is a very profound declaration. Of cause and effect. Of cause and effect. Number one, lack or want. These are two things I believe plague every human, okay, not just Singaporeans, right? We are constantly on the move. We are constantly striving for a better life. We need to achieve something. Many of us are not satisfied. We find that we will never have enough. We have a lack. We want things. And so it seems, unfortunately, is it we will never go past uh, go past this very, very first verse? Well, I beg to defer. Actually, the answer is staring right at us. The answer to having no lack, to having no want, is found in having the Lord Jesus as your shepherd. And by extension, for you and me to be under his care as his sheep. Right? You see, this shepherd, this shepherd knows exactly what you need. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 to 33, the shepherd speaks in his own words. He says, Jesus says, do not worry. In this version, it says, therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Some of us like to think about that during service. Or what shall we wear? Right, next verse. Um, Even the Gentiles, if I'm not wrong, for the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Next verse. But seek. First, the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things, all these things will be given to you as well, will be added to you. Jesus says that there is provision. All you got to do is to focus on His kingdom. Do you all see that in these few verses, there is also a cause and effect. A cause and effect. When you focus on His kingdom and His righteousness, somehow, by the power of God, the rest of the things will be added unto you. Amen. Do, do you believe this for yourself? Okay, so so but I know by saying that I will have no lack, right? Actually it's not trying to say that, oh, you know, as his as sheep we do not and should not have any needs, and then if we don't beat ourselves up, and, and neither is it trying to say that as followers of God we are supposed to ignore our needs. No. On the contrary, I believe this is actually more of a picture of provision from the shepherd. It is a bold declaration of reliance on God for everything that you need. Why? Because God will fulfill all your needs. And why? Because God knows your needs. The shepherd knows the needs of his sheep. It is actually a bold declaration though, because reliance, reliance is never easy. Reliance is never easy. But today I want to ask you, will you take this leap of faith to say the Lord is my shepherd, and allow the effect of no lack, of no want, to take effect. Uh, okay, Remember, cause and effect. Cause and effect. Next verse. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside these still waters. I don't know about you, but this sounds amazing, right? Even for a human. I know some of us have been to holidays and we've seen how green pastures and mountains look like. How beautiful Right, even for us. So let's take a look at the thoughts of the shepherd. I mean, this is literally paradise for any sheep, and maybe now for us humans too, because we're stuck in Singapore. It's just buildings everywhere. Sheep love eating. Do you all know that? Okay, so I did a very quick uh, read up on preparing for this sermon on sheep, and uh, I read from this website. is funny because it's called Sheep One O One. And it's true, some of the youth did a fact check yesterday and they told me, so I'm not lying to you, sheep101.info or something, right? It tells me that sheep love eating and if they are very full already, they will still find another opportunity to eat. Sounds like us, Singaporeans. Alright, so but anyway, this is top level shepherding, okay? The shepherd knows that his sheep love eating and he, he looks for green pastures for his sheep also known as a top-class buffet, five-star buffet, something that we cannot go to now. Now it's a la carte buffet only. He's looking for a top-level buffet for his sheep. Wonderful, right? And not just that, this shepherd knows that the sheep need water to flush down the buffet. Alright? So he needs to lead them to still waters. You see, sheep are not very good at balancing. Alright? They're a little bit clumsy. They're very simple creatures. So they need in order to drink from the, 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 the spring or the creek, he needs to be calm and stable. And so the shepherd knows this about the sheep too. So what does this reveal about the shepherd? It reveals that he is top quality shepherd. He has standards. He desires great things for his flock, his sheep. And this shepherd is going to seek out the best pasture and still waters to bring his flock to. Amen. How many of you want this for yourselves? Praise God. And not only that, okay, he makes me lie down. He makes me lie down. I like the word makes, okay? This is a picture of rest and also a picture of provision. Why? Right? The shepherd knows his sheep need rest. Sheep cannot rest when they are stressed. So this means for the shepherd... All right. If he wants his sheep to rest, he's actually got to be very meticulous, and he needs to be able to remove all the things that stress his sheep. If not, if not, the sheep cannot rest. All right. But guess what? Not just that. If the sheep are unable to rest, he will sometimes he will make the sheep lie down. He will make the sheep lie down. Sometimes we as humans, as his sheep, we think that rest is definitely the last thing that we need. Right? We like to do a lot of things. But guess what? Jesus knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what you need, even when you need rest. And that is why you're here today, at church maybe, you know, to have these two hours of rest from the world, to sit at His feet and to listen to God's Word and to worship Him in song here in the house of God. And it's wonderful that Jesus is so involved in your well-being. Amen? That's a beautiful characteristic of our Good Shepherd. And now we go down to the third verse. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. This is what is written on our welcome pack. I have some extra later on. I will distribute to I think, worship team and all. It's written on our welcome pack. It says, it restores my soul. I love this verse. It's beautiful. Our soul, all right, it comprises of our psychology, okay, for those that are uh, unfamiliar with, our mind, our will, our emotions. Basically, it's like our, who we are. Right, Our decisions, our thoughts. So under Jesus, the shepherd, our soul is restored. Our soul is restored. I must say, this pandemic has definitely caused a lot of t- turmoil for many of us. One moment we felt safe traveling, and another moment we are made to stay home as much as we can. Our emotions are topsy-turvy. We get blues and anxiety sometimes from the uncertainty of future conditions, and the list goes on. So how apt, how appropriate is this verse for all of us here today? He restores my soul. Think about that. A reset, a refreshing, a rejuvenation. Think about how all the stress and emotional battering that we've taken just just fade away. Just fade away. And this is what the Lord wants for you today. Restoration, Restoration of your soul. In Matthew chapter eleven, verse twenty eight, again from the words of our shepherd Jesus, he says to us, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Rest from what? Rest from expectations, the needs and wants of life, rest from worry, rest from fear, rest from turmoil, rest from mental stress and anxiety, rest from being lost. Rest from being lost, and that leads me very nicely into the second part of uh, this verse, uh, Psalm chapter three, verse two. Uh, Psalm chapter three "He leads me here; He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake." How many of us would love to be led by Jesus, the Good Shepherd? I know there are a lot of life advice out there, okay? Nowadays, there are things like self-care, self-love, mental health issues, and then love issues, entrepreneur gurus, all these kind of different gurus out there. But guess what? Today, here is the creator of life, the designer of life, the one that set the stars and planets and, and everything that you have into motion here in life. This is the person that says, I will lead you. I will lead you. And for what purpose? He's not leading you just for fight. He, he leads you for his namesake. His namesake, that has always intrigued me. So I give you an analogy. I, I enjoy watching period dramas. In For those that have no idea what period drama is, it's those kind of show where um, the main character is like the emperor or the king, Okay, and so it's in a palace setting. Sometimes it's, it's set in China, sometimes it's in Korea. So I enjoy watching these kind of period dramas. Alright, as form of a relaxation when I have time because normally there are like fifty episodes. Okay, so you know the one with an emperor or king, right? So, so the main thing here is that the do you know that the welfare of the people, alright, is actually a direct reflection of the competency of the emperor? Do you all know that? Alright, so when the nation prospers and the people are doing well, naturally the king is praised. He is a good king. He is smart. He is wise. So. If you draw the, the parallels, in the same way, the Lord's name is exalted as He leads us in paths of righteousness. Isn't that wonderful? When we allow the Lord to lead us, for some reason, it gives His name glory. For those of us who enjoy giving God's, gl- God's name glory, want God's name to be praised, it's actually pretty easy. Because following Lord, the Lord in paths of righteousness, it keeps us safe. It gives us provision. It gives us rest. It allows the stress to flow away. It keeps us safe. And isn't it wonderful how we can actually so easily honor God just literally by allowing Him to lead us and we just got to follow Him. How wonderful is that? For His name's sake. That is the picture of provision. I bring us down to my second point. A picture of protection. I love this. It's very relevant today, you know. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You see, this psalm is very, very, very real. It's very applicable even to us here today in the year 2021. It does not say that in life, you will never see a valley that will never be evil. Ha ha, be happy being a Christian. In fact, it addresses the reality of life. There will be many valleys. Many of us here have had many valleys and we have came through. And there will be evil. And it doesn't take a genius to admit this. Okay, today we see, e- we, we see evil in the form of pestilence. And for some people, maybe in other things. All of us have our own valleys. Some of us are actually in it right now. And these experiences are so real, they are painful, it might actually feel like death. But here's where we find a picture of protection. The psalm says, we will walk through, we will walk through, say walk through, Walk through. These two words are very powerful, right? Even just on the surface level, I do not need to go into some kind of word study, Hebrew study, in order to draw some kind of lesson from this. Walk. Walk, not run, not dash. It doesn't say, I will dash through the valley of death. It says, walk. Walking, it speaks of peace, it speaks of calm, it speaks of assurance. Picture Walking in the taking an evening stroll at botanic gardens, for example, when you see fearful things, normally you run, right? You flee, right? SG secure teachers, first thing you see some kind of attack, you flee, then you hide. But no, the psalmist says, Walk, walk, and walk what? Not walk, stay, walk, it's not dwell, not sit, not squat, it says, through. Walk through, not dwell, not stuck in the valley of death. It speaks that whatever valley that you are in, it is only temporary. Say amen. It is only temporary. It might seem like death now. Yes, understandable, but you will get through. You will get through. Next part, it says, I will fear no evil again. Evil is all around us. We have an enemy, right? And this enemy, the devil seeks to kill. He seeks to steal and to destroy. He likes to do a lot of these kind of things. He likes to steal your peace, your security, your safety, sometimes your joy. all right. But guess what? When you follow the shepherd, there is no fear. Why? I don't say this emptily. Remember what I mentioned earlier, cause and effect? This is the effect. Now I will share with you the cause. And it is found in the next verse. Verse 4. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Do you see how the psalm, somehow under turmoil, a problem, problem times, he has now progressed from the use of you or he to you. He's, he changed the, the, the identification of Jesus from he to you when addressing the shepherd in scary moments. What we really, really, really want sometimes is someone by our side, Right? someone by our side. I remember when I was much, much younger, probably just a few years ago, whenever I had a nightmare, I would run to my parents' room and sleep there for the rest of the night, right? And I think many of us can relate to this kind of experience. You are with me. It is an intimate expression. The reason why you will fear no evil. And the elaboration goes on, okay, and the next, next part of the verse, it says, your rod and your staff. You see, the writer of this psalm, right, as I mentioned earlier, he, he grew up as a shepherd, so he knew what it required of him to be a good shepherd. So in those days, shepherds had to fend off predators like bears and lions who were preying on his sheep, okay, he has a lot of sheep and they will prey on him. So, what this poem or this psalm is trying to say is that Jesus, the shepherd, he's actually he is armed, he is armed to protect and get rid of our predators as sheep. Many people, many things like to attack us, okay? Many things like to prey on us. And not literally, of course, today for us, but we are like sheep, actually, aren't we? Right? We are easily preyed upon. May just a small organism, you can't even see with your naked eye, like a virus, can already prey on our health and our job security, right? We can relate, we being preyed upon, but here we are comforted by the rod and the staff. This is a picture of power. God is powerful. God is ready to strike. We see this all over the Bible, Old Testament. God is Lord over nations, nature, and all creation. God can destroy. So we must never underestimate the power of God. But can you see that this rod and staff, this power, would bring about totally different emotions. It depends on who you are. It depends on who you are. To his sheep, as you look up and you see the rod and staff, you know, on the belt, hanging by the belt, or in the hands of your shepherd, it brings you comfort. But to the predators, the evil one, people that come against you, oh no, I believe they better flee far far away. Amen? You all see that this rod and staff brings about two completely different emotions, depending on which side you are on. You want to be on the correct side. Praise the Lord. God will defend those who belong to Him. Even when we watch Marvel movies like Shang-Chi, not Shang-Chi, it's Shang-Chi. Right? For those that are familiar with Mandarin, we want, don't let okay. We want the superhero to kill the villain, to get rid of the, of the evil people, right? Protect the people and win we want him to win right that's what we want in superheroes how much more than the original superhero this good shepherd do we want him to defend his sheep us strongly mightily praise god aren't you glad that you're on the right side of this battle amen the lord is my shepherd lastly a picture of promise you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And while we're on the idea of protection, here's how the shepherd goes in the battle. Okay, for those who are not familiar, you see the transition from valley and evil into actual enemies. Yeah, now we are talking directly about enemies. Okay, yeah. Just just imagine for a moment what enemies are coming against you today, all your entire life. Here's what the shepherd is gonna do when you have enemies stacked up against you. Okay, he is going to set up a table. He is going to set up a table. No, not the kind of circuit breaker face-to-heighten-alert thing. Go there, tapau, take a dish away, grab food, grab panda, honours bee, kangaroo, right? No, Jesus is not here for the tapau. He is here for the sit-down. He wants to dine-in kind of experience. He doesn't need your vaccination status. No need to check. Okay, his idea when your enemies are lined up against you is to have a meal. Wonderful. This message is for Singaporeans. Amen. We want to sit down. Isn't it beautiful? Perfect peace. I think peace is being able to sit down amidst everything crazy that's going on around you. Yesterday I shared, uh, that, that there's this picture, uh, a competition and, uh, of artists painting, and uh, there was, uh, the, the topic of the competition was peace. So many artists were painting uh, beautiful mountains, right, green valleys and everything. And you, wo- and you look at it, you feel peaceful. But the winning piece was actually this uh, painting, painting, which had a lot of uh, turmoil. In fact, I think the artist, what he went crazy trying to paint the background and stuff. It was messy, it looked like a thunderstorm, and there was turmoil going on. But the reason why this piece won it, is because when you zoom in and you look closely, what you saw in the middle of the picture was a nest. Alright? A nest with a mother eagle right, surrounding the nest, and inside that nest were eaglets. Okay, it's a true. The baby of an eagle is eagles, right? They were sleeping peacefully, soundly. That is peace. When you can sit down, rest, and fall asleep, sound asleep in the middle of crazy things that are going on around you, that is peace. Your battles are won by sitting down with the Lord at His table. A picture of rest, provision. Huh? Earlier on, wow, how many of you want that for yourself? Picture rest amidst the storm. You battle by resting. Why? Why? I can substantiate. Exodus chapter 14, verse 14. This was the incident before Moses led the Israelites across the Red Sea. It says, he told the people, the Lord shall fight for you. You need only be still. You need only be silent. Sometimes we just need to be silent. Yeah, don't say so much. All right. The Lord will fight for you. That's how he fights. Of course. I must always disclaim, to sit down in the presence of your enemy is counterintuitive, right? I'm, trying, I'm not trying to say, though, that we go around to slack, right? That we don't do our daily work, that we don't give our best to our studies, to our work. That's not what I'm saying, okay? I'm not saying that. You are to sit down in the presence of your enemy is a bit counterintuitive, right? So I will challenge you to allow God and ask Him to fight your battles for you. Right, I'm not saying that we just relax, slack, and don't do whatever. What I'm saying are that there are things in our life, in fact, many things in our life that are totally out of our control. We cannot control, we've got to admit that. Things like weather, right, other people's opinions of us, other people's character, the way they do things, politics, etc. We, we know it, right? There are so many things out of our control. In the middle of all that, will you enjoy, will you enjoy a meal with Jesus The next part, you anoint my head with oil. Again, a beautiful image of blessing. Oil in the Bible is a picture of richness, of abundance. But another imagery actually is how a shepherd would apply oil on the head of his sheep. What does it do? The purpose is actually to kill parasites. Sometimes there are parasites that like to reside in the head of the sheep. Okay, so the oil is meant to kill these parasites and prevent their spread. And so the shepherd wants to read us of things that plague our mind. Nowadays, a lot of things are in our mind. Anxiety, worry, they are coming in and we are are consuming information at a rate like never before. Right? The Lord wants this to to be read from us. He anoints our head with oil. This is what the Lord wants to do for us. Our cup, uh, my cup overflows. And again, this is a picture of abundance. On the surface, this is telling us about an unending supply. It is like free flow drinks. He can top up in fact, the 1st top stop-up itself is already overflowing. Your hand is drenched. That is the picture of our Lord's supply for you. You see, the table of the Lord is not a stingy one. You don't need to go there, pay $2, and only get $1 worth of drinks, right? The Lord is going to give you to you free of charge. He is not stingy. He is the person who wants to oversupply you in your life. And we come to the very last verse, which actually is a conclusion to the entire psalm. This is spoken from a sheep, under the care of this Good Shepherd, the conclusion of the matter is an assurance that surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The word goodness, back in the Hebrew, now I do Hebrew uh, word study, okay? Hebrew, the word taf, is actually taken... It's the same word that God used to describe creation in Genesis chapter 1. When He looked at creation every day, He said it was good, it was good. So what does this goodness mean? It speaks of perfection, wholeness, the way that the Lord intended things to be good and beautiful. The next word, mercy, actually is translated to hassad. It means grace. It speaks of God, un, uh, our undeserved favor that we receive from God, our forgiveness of sins. It, re- it speaks of our relationship of which we do not deserve from God at all. But you see, whereas we follow the shepherd, all right, these things will follow us, will follow us. Remember, cause and effect, cause and effect, this is an effect. When you follow the shepherd, these things follow you. Praise God. And for how long? All the days of your life. All the days of your life. Of course, when you look at it simply like that, okay, it's until maybe 18, 19 years old, but eh? When I look at John chapter 3, verse 16, the beloved verse, it says that whoever believes in Jesus shall have what? Eternal life. So if you follow Jesus and you link the two verses together, technically this means that Goodness and mercy will follow you for eternity. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the final statement is the conclusion of the matter. It says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I mean, who wouldn't, right? After listening to five and a half verses. Have you ever been to like a beach resort or some kind of holiday villa? I'm sorry to bring up memories of traveling here. But it helps us relate. Have you imagined going to maybe Bali or some kind of beach where you just lie down there and all you say to yourself is, oh, how I wish I could lie down here forever. Too bad you can't do that now, right? So you say to yourself, I could really get used to this. I could only, if only this could last forever. Yeah, this is the conclusion of the matter, you know. After going through the characteristics of the shepherd, the sheep and us, says this, and I will dwell, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. And many of us have already made that decision. So as I bring this to a close, the Lord offers us, number one, provision. Protection and promise. Yes, there are people who are looking for material possessions, uh, material provisions, All right, financial difficulties, making ends meet. And definitely God is able to assist us with that. Definitely. You see, as we can see throughout the first, I mean the first verse itself, God says He knows our needs. Our needs are also physical, you know food, money, having a roof over our heads, our needs are physical. So the Lord can meet that, right? But at the same time, God is also telling you that He can provide much more. He gives us something this world cannot offer, okay? He gives us peace that the world cannot offer. He gives us rest when we can't rest. He gives us forgiveness of sins through the blood of His Son, Jesus. He gives us eternal life. Everyone here in some shape or form, we are looking for our needs to be met. Alright, whether it is emotional, physical, mental, spiritual. I invite you to surrender these things to the shepherd, these needs to the shepherd. Just like how a helpless sheep surrenders his well-being entirely, totally, dependently, reliantly. I'm making up words here, to the care of the shepherd. Would you today just want, uh, want to just be a sheep? that belongs to this wonderful, wonderful, clever, smart, top-class shepherd. And this is the question I would like to ask every person here today. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I just want to call for a very quick response. I know many of us have heard this sound before, but here we are, Church of the Good Shepherd. Where else should we hear us talking about Jesus, the Good Shepherd? For some of us, it's going to be a leap of faith because the results are not yet seen. But remember, cause and effect faith right is believing in things that are not yet seen this is the cause following jesus the shepherd right here in the church of the good shepherd and i believe your life will never be the same again and for those that have been following the shepherd for a very long time i say to you you know if you're afraid you're worried just all you need to do is just look up look up and you will see the shepherd right in front of you and you will see your provision the table prepared for you some of us need protection the rod and the staff is just right there on his hand ready to defend you against any valley, any shadow and you will find comfort. For those of us who want to receive and follow this shepherd today, I want to invite you to say this prayer with me, you know, in your hearts and here it is. Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are a good shepherd, that you know What I need, that you know who I am. I thank you that even though you know me, my shortcomings, you sent your son to go on the cross to take my sin and die on behalf of me. I receive you into my life. I want to follow you as a sheep, follows his shepherd. Lord, save me. Come into my life. I receive you. Father, I want to pray for every person in this space and watching online. I ask that, Lord Jesus, you the shepherd, lead us, guide us, defend us, protect us. All this I pray in Jesus' mighty name and everybody say, Amen. If you have said the Prayer for the very first time. Please let any Christian know, your Christian friend, whatever, reach out to us. Let pastor know and any of the pastoral staff, and we will be very happy to walk you through your this decision that you just made with the shepherd. Amen. Praise God and God bless.
0: Oh.
1: Praise the.